Hey everybody, welcome to Texas Three Step. This is episode six and we got a great show ahead of us. Tyler, what's going on? Yeah, we got a great show today and we got two guests today for the first time. This is going to be awesome. Uh, for the first part of today's show, we're going to be talking MLB with the Rangers beat writer, Chris Halleck. And then we're going to follow up with Q stories with Q's longtime friend, Graham. So that's going to be great. Um, next, we're going to be talking college football. We're going to open up with our college football WAP pickums. We'll explain what that means. We'll be talking some NFL after that. And then we'll be closing things out with some NBA playoff talk. And we'll be explaining what's going on down there in Orlando. It's, it's going to be another great show, guys. Get ready. All right, guys, let's start off with baseball today. We got uh, we got Texas Rangers beat writer here, Chris Halleck. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, um, really, really looking forward to this, man. Um, you're awesome. We really do appreciate you We hopping on here, and we follow your work quite a bit. Um, we really just uh, – want your opinions on some of the some of the stuff going on with the rangers really um it's been crazy with the deadline and uh the game tonight was pretty wild going into extras and them scoring off of a off of a balk and a crazy butt error yeah <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty crazy game tonight for sure <laughs> yeah it's pretty pretty wonky and uh man ikf is just that glove is just otherworldly and uh I don't know, man. What what do you what do you see from like the future of everything now with with what happened with the trades and uh, and them not really trading Lynn or Gallo? Do you do you see them getting locked up? Do you see what do you what do you see happening with that? Well, it's a little early to know what the future holds with either one of them. Uh, in terms of either one being dealt, I, I'm a little surprised Lynn wasn't dealt. Uh, not that shocked that Gallo wasn't, just because. I had a feeling that they were going to ask for the sun, moon and stars for Gallo. And there's no reason why they shouldn't. Uh, But I definitely saw them asking for what clubs didn't want to give. And that turned out to be the case. But with Lynn, I was a little surprised, but it didn't, it didn't like rock my world or anything that it didn't happen. Lynn uh, told, you know, told everybody in the media on, you know, right after his last start that, he he wanted to stay. Uh, now that didn't okay. mean that that didn't mean that. Well, the Rangers aren't aren't going to move him now. They were still John Daniel said they were still very open, uh, but they were going to ask for they were going to ask for a lot, and uh, they right. did. And uh, clubs apparently didn't want to part with what the Rangers were asking for. Daniel said they budged a little bit on their original ask their original asking price, and just it never got to the point where Daniels was comfortable making a deal. So. I think uh, with Lynn's willingness to to want to stay, uh, mixed with the fact that they didn't get the offer that they really wanted to pull the trigger there, uh, I think that's why right. Lynn's still in a Rangers uniform. Um, I, it doesn't surprise me that Miner's gone or that Frazier or Chirinos is gone. Uh, right. The only thing that was surprising about Chirinos and Frazier is that they happened, I mean, right at the last second. Um, we were all being told. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't <laughs> – I wasn't the only beat writer who was being told by oh yeah by, I saw by my sources that they, that they were done, and then Ken Rosenthal comes in with two Ken, you know Kenny bombs and you know Torino's been traded to the Mets and then Frazier's been traded to the Mets and I'm texting everybody who I can to to figure out what the heck's going on and you know that that's what ended up happening. So it was pretty wild about that. They were two separate trades too, weren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, two separate good. trades. I can't remember right now. There's uh, I'm decompressing from the Rangers Astros game, but uh, um, one one trade. They're both uh, player to be named later trades, which don't necessarily have the same um, uh, indication that they normally do in regular seasons. But one of them right. is your traditional player to be named later trade. Uh, but they know who they're getting, um, or I, I think it, they know who they're getting in one of the trades. I don't remember which one, and then the other one they have a list to choose from, uh, like a list okay. of three names I think to choose from. So, um, but they know who they're getting in one of them. They just they can't announce anything because you can't trade players that aren't in the sixty man pool right now, which is why you're seeing a lot of players to be named later trades right now. That makes I'm, sense. I'm surprised they're uh, they haven't announced it because they were able to announce the two guys from the A's. Well, actually, those two trades have not been announced. That's just uh, I I think Levi Weaver from The Athletic was the first one to report those names, Uh, and then um, everybody, I mean, you know, everybody did their journalistic work and found out, yeah, that's who they're getting, but it's not been officially announced. It's actually been officially announced as of right now. uh, It's officially announced as two players to be named later is the okay. official okay. trade right now just so that Mike Meyer can go to Oakland and then the trade will be completed after the season's over and then those trades can be completed because then 60-man pools don't exist anymore because, you know, the 2020 season will be over and right. they can complete those yeah. trades. Because they obviously they know who they're getting, so it's not like one of those things where it is like, okay, we have a list to choose from and we have to go through, you know, that whole process. No, they know who they're getting. So it probably won't be too long. Once the world series is completed, that that trade will become completed. Now, Dust, uh, Dustin Harris is probably the better, the better get out of that whole Mike minor deal. Huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, um, uh, no, it was Marcus Smith actually, I think. Oh, Marcus. Smith. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus. Yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've got, I've got Rangers and Astros on the brain right now. Um, oh no, you're good. You're good. But no uh, yeah, no, the, um, the outfielder was the one, I think he's 22, number 22 on MLB pipeline, number 21 on uh, baseball America okay. uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, where, where he was in the A's organization. And, uh, you know, I, I, I read uh, Melissa Lockhart's, uh, you know, anybody who has a subscription to the athletic, you know, I, I recommend to, to read that. Uh, she knows, the A's, she knows the A's organization really well. And, uh, you know, the, the Rangers could be getting something there and obviously they're not getting, you know, you're not getting what you were going to get from minor last year. Yeah. Marcus Smith is the guy who I'm talking about now that I got it pulled up. Um, but yeah, Marcus Smith, uh, and uh, I mean, they, they got they got two decent prospects. Keith Law really liked them, and whenever he mm-hmm. ranked the, uh, the A's organization, so you know these are two guys that you know could end up being something. I just I think at the end of the day, it adds more depth to the Rangers organization. And I could go on a tangent about the Rangers organization, but the one thing that they do have is depth, and they just added more depth. Um, the biggest thing the Rangers organization lacks right now in the farm system is like impact talent. They don't have Fernando Tatis Jr. down there. They don't have that that like five star prospect that's about to you know burst onto the scene in in one or two years. That's like they don't have that that like top tier talent near the top, but they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, fifties and forty fives in there. So um, I think that's the biggest 
the biggest strength of the Rangers organization, but it's also the biggest weakness, depending on which way you want to look at it. Right, and that, that really puts them in, a, in the wonky position they're at right now with this uh, stuck in between not really competing and not really mm-hmm. being the worst team, you know, and so really, really puts you in a bad spot to try to become that team with a lot of impact talent. Yeah, I, I mean, I get fans, you know, wanting to know, okay, what's the what's the direction of the organization? Like, I get, I get right. that, and uh, I, I'm trying to figure out that answer for myself. Um, and that's definitely something that going into the offseason, I'm going to be exploring as much as I possibly can because, number one, fans are interested in it, and I try to write things that fans are interested in. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we, we do need to figure this out. Like, okay, where are the Rangers going? Um, are they trying to compete? Uh, because if they are, they are pretty far away. Uh, unless nice. a lot of their younger players just things click for them really, really quickly. Leody Tavares figures it out on the plate. Right. Um, Isaiah Kanafalefa becomes a more consistent hitter. Nick Solak uh, also continues, you know, his trajectory of becoming a pretty good major league hitter. And, you know, mm-hmm. Ronald Guzman figures out the plate, but these are a lot of things that have to happen. And it's just, it's not that often. What, what, the, what happened with the Houston Astros, you know, before they cheated, you know, but just, <laughs> yeah. but just, just getting not, not because I feel like I have to, I have to, you know, preface that every time I talk about the Astros, but yeah, exactly. you know, they had a lot of prospects that all hit at one time. That kind of stuff doesn't happen that often. And now you're asking for the Rangers young players to do that and they're not near the talent or they're not they're not anywhere near the talents that you know carlos correa and alex bregman and george springer and all those guys are you know right um solak and Tavares and guzman and you know a couple of those other guys they're nice players but i mean are any of them become going to become a you know all-star or superstar and i i don't know Um, right but at the same time, they're not selling the pieces like Lanto that they could get good returns for, and just doing a, a complete, you know, tear it down and let's rebuild it. So yeah, I get where fans are upset, um, but at the same time, you know, if John Daniels makes a trade, you know, I I don't know I, I don't know the exact names that were offered, but let's just say that he did pull the trigger on a trade. And you didn't get back the haul, or the Rangers didn't get back the haul right. that fans wanted or fans expected. Oh, they would have been, yeah, they would have been just as bad. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those things where John. It doesn't matter what JD did there. He's he's in the wrong, and that that's just For one sure. of those things where I'm like, when you know, as soon as I get people replying to me on Twitter that JD needs to be fired and everything, I'm just like, um, yeah. I'm usually pretty oh, no, interactive yeah. on Twitter, but I, I yeah. I'm not going to re- respond to that. Yeah, that that's not us. We're we're pretty big JD fans. Here, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're definitely not people who call for his head. I mean, it's uh, he's he's done well with what he's had to work with, and I mean, he's the only reason Rangers ever been competitive in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it, it's 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 fair it's fair to be critical as well. He's had some right. he's had some sneakers when it comes to either signings or trades, but every GM has. There's no GM that exists out there that has been absolutely perfect and that hasn't you know, crapped a bed on, on one or two deals. Uh, he's also been really unlucky with a lot of his trades. Yeah. Um, Prince Fielder. Obviously, yeah. The, yeah, the big one is Prince Fielder. But the Jonathan Lucroy deal, that one yeah. that one backfired on him pretty bad because, you know, he makes the trade and 
all of a sudden the Rangers have exactly what they wanted. They had the they had one of the best catchers in the game at the time, and he just was not the same player when they got him. No, not at all. Um, that that yeah, that team looked like a superstar team. That team looked unbeatable going into the playoffs, and they just got spanked. And yeah, it didn't look like a team <laughs> that was good. It didn't look like a team that was going to get get swept in the first round. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, that 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 just yeah, th- those trades backfire and. Uh, it, it happens. It just it happens. But overall, I think that I think we are at the at the time where I think just because of where the Rangers are right now, it is in, in a moment where okay, if they are and and it might be because ownership doesn't want to move on from JD yet. Because I think mm-hmm. if ownership decides they want to do a full blown rebuild, I think that also means it's time for a new GM. Unless right. you just believe that JD is the guy to tear it all down and bring it. The Pirates just did that. They, But whenever they decided that they were going to rebuild, they brought in a brand-new GM. They, they made a lot of changes at the top. That's what a lot of teams do whenever they make a big uh, – when they want to you know, tear it down and, and build it back up from, from, from scratch. So that's a, yeah. that's a big decision I, to make. And if, if the Rangers are going to do that now, then the fans better get used to losing for the next several years. Yeah, but Jake- I th- yeah. Go, no. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. JD hasn't really had a chance to rebuild with the team. I I don't think the last few years they've been yeah. kind of like that middle ground. But aside from uh, I think it was 2014 when everyone got hurt, mm-hmm. he hasn't really had a chance to uh, get some good number one uh, first round picks like in the top ten, like the Astros did uh, when they got Correa and all those guys and stockpiled mm-hmm. players from being really bad. Yeah. Uh, they and and honestly. I mean, uh, this this is just this is not just critical of JD. This is just critical of player development or whatever else. But the Rangers, especially on the pitching side, have not been great at developing their own talent. Uh, That's absolute the problem, right Absolutely. there. Yeah. Joey Gallo has. I mean, he's he's one of the few that have come up through, from the system. Was drafted, came up through the system, and has become a very good major league player. Now, obviously, we're not seeing that right now. He's going through a probably one of the biggest struggles we've ever seen in his major league career, which I I'm, I'm just going to go and say that whatever happens in 2020, because there's fans who are just dogging players, not just Rangers fans, but fans yeah. of all teams who are just dogging players on, on, you know, for what they're doing. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't keep up with every single team, but what, so when the Dodgers came to town and I'm going through the lineups and I'm seeing Cody Bellinger is hitting 220. I'm like, okay, this is the one of the best players in baseball. Now, he's hitting home runs, but you can say the same thing about Joey Gallo. He's just hitting 40 points lower. Right. So, I, I mean – I mean, the average across major league is as low as possible. It's like one of the lowest we've seen in years. Yeah, it's, it's – it's, Yeah, it's – It's, it's, it's a weird everyone. year. It's not it's just a, Joey. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. year. It's a, it's a weird year. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that whatever happens in – in 2020. Oh, well, Gallo's 2019 season was a fluke. No, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing a guy and we're seeing a lot of players that they are feeling really, really pressured to Scott Heineman admitted it tonight in, in, in the post game zoom calls with the media. These guys are under a lot of, a lot of pressure and they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to perform every single time they step up to the plate. Like it's a playoff game. Now they didn't right. say like a like it's a playoff game, but that's usually what it is when the urgency goes way up. And baseball is not one of those sports where you can just do that every single time you step into the batter's box. 
or every time you step on the mound, you got to act like, okay, well, the, I, I have to get a hit here or I have to do this. That's what the, that's the kind of pressure that these guys are putting on themselves. So, right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's pretty crazy to watch right now, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think we just need to take it a little easy on everybody. Do we want the Rangers to win? Absolutely. The Rangers, right. the Rangers win that that's longer than I get to write about them. You know, that's longer than I get to, you know, it's good for me if the Rangers win, it's good for fans. If the Rangers win, we all want the Rangers to win, but you know, we also have to understand that this is a very, very interesting and strange and awkward season. So we just kind of have to take yeah. it, take, take it and roll with it. Yeah. I think there's some good in this though. I think that, that you're able, even though, I mean, you're not really competing anymore, but you've got, you got a chance to get some of these young guys out there like Leody, like, uh, like Eli White, who had his uh, major league debut tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And get some, see what you really have, and really just get them some major league action, even if it's not really actually seeing what you have, because this is a weird season, as as we've already stated, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's huge. I don't I don't think we're gonna see guys like Josh Jung though, or uh, maybe maybe Apostle though. Apostle has has a much better chance of being being brought up than Young. Uh, Young, I, I, Young or Huff, I keep saying Huff's name put out there too. I just those two guys, and it's not necessarily because they haven't played above, you know, single A ball, whether it be high or low A. It's just, it's just of where they are in their development. Uh, I just don't see them. I don't see the Rangers wanting to start their service time clock already. Mm-hmm. Um, Apostle was a little, uh, he's a little closer in terms of being major league ready, uh, but he's also not the same prospect that Young or Huffnor. Um, right. So I, I, I think you could see Apostle before the year's over. Um, Chris Woodward did say today uh, before the game that, I mean, he, he did say that nobody is off limits in, in the 60-man pool. So I can't say that there's a 0% chance that Young or Huff get into the major leagues this year. I just don't – I think they're going to be one of the very last ones if the Rangers decide to do that. And it might be like the last week of the season, and that way they don't accrue too much service time and they get something. But right. the announcement today that I saw from Baseball America that there is going to be some instructional games, that's big for the minor league. I was just about to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, there, that's, yeah I, I got some some contacting to do. I got, I got some people I got to talk to just so I can try to get see if I can get any more information on that. But – um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, you know, trust baseball America. So if that is true and there is definitely going to be instructional league stuff and, and actual games, that's, that's big. Uh, I mean, I know that stuff usually goes on, but you, when it's <laughs> following a year where there was no minor league season at all, right. any, anything that these guys can get, it's going to help. Get these players some money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get these players <laughs> money, get these players development, get these players anything that they could possibly get. Um, because they have a lot of prospects have missed out on uh, paychecks, uh, lost out on money, and they've lost out on some very critical development this year as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah, I got a, got a couple more questions, maybe one more on the Rangers here, and then uh, then a couple more on uh, re- just regular overall baseball stuff, if, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. No, it's fine. Yeah, um, so Rune Odor. <laughs> what do you how how much longer do you think he really has as a ranger uh, it's it's really difficult to say i i think 
I think the Rangers are getting near the end of the rope with him. Uh, and I know that this, this narrative has come up. It came up last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it came up a little bit the year before that, but you know, 2018 was not that bad of a year for Odor. I mean, if you go back and look at the numbers, they weren't that far down. They were a lot closer to his 15 and 16 seasons. Um, and then also added the fact that he was a finalist for the gold glove at second base. Now right. that has been the outlier more than anything has been his defense in every other season other than 2018 has been either average or below average. And right. then 2018, he's a, all of a sudden a finalist for a goal for a gold glove. And you look at his defensive metrics, you're like, okay, yeah, he was actually a pretty good defender that year. But I think overall, okay, this is, he'll be four seasons into a six year, con- four years into a six year contract. He has not performed to the level. His salary actually goes up for the next two seasons. I think it's going to be twelve point three million next year, and I think twelve point three million again the year after. So, uh, and then they have, a, I think, a thirteen million dollar club option, which at this point the Rangers can just say good riddance and say no, you know, no, thank right. you. Uh, but for the next two years, I, you know, the, the report by Evan Grant on the Dallas Morning News is really interesting to me. Uh, the Rangers and Red Sox discussing um, uh, a potential money swap with Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, so, you know, and those might be two contracts that both clubs are willing to move on from. Um, right. That makes sense. They didn't get a, a deal done before the deadline. That doesn't mean they can't revisit it in the offseason. Now, the Rangers would have to be taking on more money because Eovaldi is supposed to make $17 million over the next two seasons each, you know, each year. Um, so, he'll – you know, the Rangers – they might get rid of Odor, but then they're going to be taking on a pitcher who's up $34 million over the next two seasons. So, right. He, he's one of those classic like Rangers rebuild kind of pitchers though, that they, that they love to bring in and just try to yeah, but shoot for. They've been able to bring in those pitchers for eight, nine, 10 million a year, not 17. That's true. Uh, and then add in the fact that, okay, okay. This is a team that they've already said, John Daniel said that they're going to be slashing payroll. Mm-hmm. How much are they going to slash payroll? Because they also have an $18 million club option on Corey Kluber. Now, if the Rangers are pretty much going to say, okay, we are not going to take on, you know, two guys making north of $15 million, you know, just because I, I don't know. This is just conjecture right now. This is just hypothetical situation. So if they pick up Corey Kluber's option for $18 million, they might say, okay, we can't do a money swap to take on a $17 million a year pitcher. But, you know, if they do do that trade, you know, and it's really early on, they might say no on the option, but I think that they got the option pretty early. So I don't know. I, I honestly, I think honestly early on, whenever they have to make a decision on Kluber, I think that's going to be a really big indication on, okay, how much payroll are the Rangers going to slash this offseason? Because if they decide to not pick up that option with the lack of pitching depth that is major league ready in the system right now, they're pretty much saying goodbye to a, two-time Cy Young winner who, yeah, he wasn't the same pitcher in 2019 and he's been injured right. this year, but that's still a pitcher when you know he's healthy. You know, I mean, his pedigree speaks for itself. Exactly, And even, yeah. and even $18 million is, I think, worth keeping that. But if the Rangers are really going to be slashing, I, I don't think they're going to slash that much. It didn't sound like John Daniels is saying, oh, well, we're." I mean, their, their payroll initially going to 2020 was going to be – just, I think it was a little north. It was like 147 or 148 million, something like that. Something in that range. Uh, the year before, it was 128 million. I think you're looking at more 
closer to the 2019 figure, like around 125, 130 million. That's a pure guess on my part. I have no indication of what the actual number is going to be. Um, okay. But I don't think you're going to see anything stupid, crazy where they just, you know, spend $50 million less. Um, but this is 2020. I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, kind of, Oh, go ahead, Cody. Uh, do you think ownership's getting ready to sell? <sighs> I haven't heard anything, honestly. I haven't heard anything about owners wanting to sell or, or, or uh, people, you know, potential buyers coming in. I, I haven't heard anything on that. Um, I know that fans are wanting it. I've you know, I've been on Twitter for, <laughs> for 10 seconds and I can, I can see, Oh, well, you know, Ray Davis is a sub team and, you know, I, I don't know, honestly. Um, I've heard just kind of like little tiny rumblings, like maybe this is the time that Ray, you know, decides to to, to move on or, or ownership decides to move. On. I, I don't know. But there's nothing concrete there. So until I start to, uh, there's there's not enough smoke for me to think that there's a fire. I'll put it that way. Uh, okay. I'm on team Mark Cuban by the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> They'll spend some serious money. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark even won't be shy about it either. So yeah. he'll spend all the money on the Rangers, leave his he's, wife he's got, to keep Luca. He's got a superstar uh, NBA player to uh, to court for the remainder of his career, though. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think does. I think Mavericks fans are are gonna want Cubans, hundred percent of Cubans' attention to be on keeping Luka Doncic in a Mavericks uniform for the next twenty years. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Did you see the thing saying uh, he'd leave his wife if it meant keeping Luca in I, a uniform? I, I did. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, <laughs> I I have had certain athletes that I have just growing up being a, a gigantic sports fan. I've had certain athletes that I have idolized as a kid, and I've really enjoyed watching growing up. But I love my wife more than anything in this world. There's not one athlete that I would dedicate that kind of uh, that kind of uh, commitment to. So that's a, that's a that's a great husband answer there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I want to end it out on this on this one last question, real quick. Um, so the trade deadline coming past. Um, I mean, obviously the Padres stole the show. Um, who do you what? What is your pick? If you if you had to go right now out on a limb and pick pick a World Series matchup, who do you who do you see in it? Matchup or winner? Uh, do both. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one favorite, and then I'm gonna go. I, I understand they're in first place in their division right now, uh, and I I but I still think that a lot of people think that the Yankees are gonna somehow turn around and, and be the Yankees that people expected them to be. But I'm going to say, healthy. I'm going to, yeah, that, that's the thing is that you don't know when Aaron Judge is going to come back. There's just, there's a lot. They didn't, they didn't address. I don't think, I think that this was the time where they needed to be a little desperate at the deadline and they weren't. I don't know if they were trying to be a little too shrewd. I, I don't know, but I th- I'm going to say I'm going to say Dodgers and Rays, and I'm going to say the Dodgers win. I think this is the this is the year. I just I see no no flaw in the Dodgers, honestly. And when I, when amazing. you have that kind of swagger to be like, mm, no, we don't have to acquire uh, a potential front runner for the Cy Young to to still be the favorite. That that's 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 some that's some that's some. Uh, there's a. <laughs> 
There's a South Park cartoon of a guy carrying something around in a wheelbarrow, and that is exactly <laughs> that is exactly what the Dodgers are right now. They are just walking around with all the confidence in the world that they are the best team in baseball, and they have every reason to prove that they are the best team in baseball because they are. So I'm, I have no reason to say – now, the, the best of three round at the beginning, that could be the outlier. That just makes all of us wrong. But – I think that was the cool part in all this is uh, is this season is that you see some of these teams actually buying that are not the typical teams you see buying. Mm -hmm. And I I, I kind of like that. I, I don't know if I'm really a huge fan of like extending the playoffs for long term, but it's, it's pretty fun to see that rather than just seeing the Yankees and the Red Sox just buying everybody out. I, I will put it. I will put it this way. Unless it, the only team that I could see, you know, beating the Dodgers is any team that's got a lot of left-handed pitching because they seem to have really struggled with left-handed pitching at this point, just because a lot of their, obviously a lot of their, you know, bats and their, you know, big bats in their lineup are left-handed hitters, you know, Muncie and Bellinger, um, mm -hmm. Peterson and, you know, but I don't know. I, I still have a hard time betting against that. I, I, I do. So. Um, Mike Miner shut them down. He did. <laughs> he did. But I do, do I think that the Oakland A's, have a good enough rotation to beat the Dodgers in a five-game series or a seven-game series? Absolutely not, no. I don't do think so either. Bull, do they have a better bullpen? Yeah, I think so. And I think the A's could steal a game or two just because of their bullpen. But rotation, no. no not close. Yeah. Even if well, you get awesome. the Mike Miner that led all of baseball in B-War last year, I think if, even if you have that Mike Miner, I still don't think the A's rotation is good enough. Yeah, Miner yeah, would probably get the one or two wins that you were talking about. If they get matched up, yeah. Yeah. But he has to come back to form, too. So, uh, well, he looked to yeah, form against the Dodgers. <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the biggest thing with Mike Miner was his changeup just was not the same. I understand, like, you look at the numbers and, oh, he's still getting a high whiff rate. He's still getting his changeup did not look the same. And when a pitcher doesn't have the comfort level that they are supposed to have with their best out pitch, it is going to throw off everything else. It's going to throw Absolutely. off the way the way that he wants to throw a slider. It's going to way, throw off the way he wants to throw his fastball. And then he had to deal with the you know being that being in his head of oh my fastball velocity is down two miles an hour. So he had a lot of stuff going on physically and mentally that I think was leading to his to his stuff you know his issues, which is why he was struggling. But his last time out, his changeup looked a lot better. Had a lot of good movement. Um, so maybe the A's will get something and uh, they'll get the Mike Miner that the Rangers were expecting this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess we just got to wait and see on that one, but yeah, it's i uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm just excited to see some of these young guys play and you know, it's about time. I mean, if we're not going to be competing, I'm just, I'm just happy to see, see us get some, uh, some of the young guys, some reps. So, but Chris, I mean, thank you so much, man, for coming on our show. We really do appreciate you, and uh, and everybody needs to go out and give give Chris a follow at uh, Chris Halleck. You want to spell that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Chris is spelled the very traditional way of C H R I S. Uh, Halleck is spelled H A L I C K E, and uh, just when it comes to pronoun pronunciation, if you ever get mixed up, just act like there's not an E on the end. Or I just started. Uh, something on the site called uh, um, hashtag smart Alec instead of, you know, smart Alec. So I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I like it. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of puns. So uh, if you ever want to get me rolling, just tell me a, a, a punny joke and I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be on the floor laughing. <laughs>
Oh, I'm a big fan of puns too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Chris. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. You too. All right, guys. On this week's edition of Q Stories, a very special guest, Quentin's longtime friend, Graham, uh, coming to join the show to help tell this spooky story. Tyler and I haven't heard it yet. We're super excited about it because Quentin's really hyped it up the last few days. Yeah, this one's uh, this one's pretty spectacular, man. It's uh, honestly one of the most terrifying moments of my life, and I, I didn't feel like I could do it justice by telling this by myself. It's I had to, I had to bring Graham in. Uh, Graham, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm excited to tell this story. It's probably one of the most um, extreme paranormal instances in my life. Had a few, had a few of them, but this one, this one was definitely the one that freaked me out the most. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Graham, uh, you want to lay down the the backstory a little bit for us? Yeah. So, just to kind of set the scene, Quentin's um, house we grew up in was uh, built by his family. And it's on an old military base that's in a small town in Texas. So they, they used it during the Vietnam War. So it's been closed for so long. Um, so spooky things happen at Quentin's house already. Um, we've experienced some things, but this this specific time was uh, living there was definitely <laughs> intense. Um, so this was, uh, I don't know. 2014, 2015, we had just gotten our driver's license. We were 16 yeah, years like, old. I mean, we were... No, this is going to be like 2010, 2011. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. See, yeah, my time... Completely off on years. Yeah, uh, now we're so old. We, yeah, we are, we're really old. That aged me. That aged me hard. But <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a crazy time for our lives. Um, but uh, anyway, so... We are uh, we're hanging out at this house. We're um, we're watching a movie. And kind of set the way Quentin's house is set up is, um, in the front part is like the kitchen and the dining room area, um, and then a straight path back is their um, like TV room basically. Um, Let me tell you this: this house is in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, we're we're was twenty in, minutes outside of an already small town. Was and it in parents, Mineral Wells? Yes. Yeah, Mineral Wells. Okay. Yeah, and my, my so, parents were gone, so it was just me and Graham. Yeah, so we're home alone. <laughs> I'm at, and when you are standing in the front part of the house, you can look back and see to the um, movie room, which is like pretty much the other side of the house. And um, so I'm up at the front. I'm talking on the phone, and I hear this uh, this like banging on the front porch. Um, and there's these two big glass windows that face um, outside to the front porch. And I'm standing pretty much right in front of them. Uh, curtains are closed, and I hear this banging coming on the porch, kind of like a, a table was getting lifted up and sat back down, lifted up and then sat back down. And so I was like, that's kind of weird. And I was like, hey, Quentin, do you know what this banging noise is? And we thought it was his dog, um, Nellie, his pug, if you haven't heard about her. My, my cute ass pug. Um, Dang, she was around back then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was around. She was an old, she's an old bitch. Yeah, Nell, Nell, <laughs> Nellie's an old one. Um, so uh, I look out the window and her and their other dog, Dawson, are both sitting right there on the porch. And so I'm like, oh, okay, it's the dogs. Didn't think twice. Um, closed the curtain, went back to talking on the phone. Not even 30 seconds later, here it goes again. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what is going on? So I open up the curtain again, but this time Nellie and the dogs are out in the front yard, not even close to the porch. It's like no way they could have been making that noise. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I was like, yo, Quentin, come up here. You need to check this out. Quentin, go ahead. Yeah. And uh, so I come up there and I'm like, 
and I'm, I'm, I start hearing the noise too as soon as I get closer to Graham, and I'm like, I'm like, what is that, right? And so we're we're we go up to the door, we pull it open, and we're, we're like, there's nothing there. And so we're we're like, it's somebody's got to be messing with us. It's, it's got to be one of our friends. It's got to be something like that, right? Because as soon as we close the door, we start hearing a knock at the back door, and we're like, what the hell is this? So we we start going, we go to the back door, right? We get all the way up to the back door, still knocking, still knocking, still knocking, and we open the door, and it just stops. Nobody's there. Right. As soon as we close it, here's the knock at the front door again. And so this happens like like ten more times. Like we, we didn't go all the way up and we just it got to the point where we'd be almost like halfway through the house and then the, the knocks would change to the other side of the house. And th- there was like fences on each side, so you couldn't just run around the house and just keep knocking on doors and keep screwing with us like that, you know? And so uh yeah. And so <laughs> so y'all didn't think one stay at the front, one stay at the back? Well, Listen, kind <laughs> at of. This, at this point, at this point, we're a bit irrational because we're just like, what? What could be doing this? Like, is it the neighbor? Because he was a uh, about two, three years older than us, so definitely was like one of the high school kids that picked on you, and totally could have seen him doing this. Like, yeah, totally could have seen him doing this. But I mean, there's no one, no, no sounds, no nothing, and we're in literally the middle of nowhere. This house is haunted, all right, man. We 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 we've heard yeah. the stories. I heard the stories as a little kid. I witnessed things. I saw saw shadows. I've seen doors close, slam in front of me. All, all this stuff. I've had cups yeah. like slung off my night, nightstand. This this is the house I grew up in. Yeah. And so we're we're already freaked out by this point. Like, and we're home alone, and we're like, all right, yeah. What what are we gonna do, right? Because we get into the middle of the house, and we just we're just hearing this knocking, and the banging is just getting louder and louder and more intense. And uh, and so we're we kind of freak out, right? And Graham, go ahead. So we get to the point where we're like, all right, it's probably our buddy. You know what? We're going to mess with him. So we kind of waited up at the front to hear the knocking. And like as soon as like first knock, because it would be like two or three knocks, like first knock hits. We're standing right by the front door with a BB gun and Quentin's got a baseball bat because we were just going to pop him once and, you know, fuck with him. Right. I also Um, didn't know where my dad hid the actual weapons. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's responsible gun owners responsible gun owners we used a bb gun so we um we open up the door and nothing's there i mean literally nothing one knock and open door nothing's there so we kind of get freaked out and as literally as soon as i go to sh- close the door i'm telling you it felt like a 30 40 mile hour gust of wind just blew the door into me this thing knocks us back so hard it knocks graham into me and we both hit the wall straight behind us, and it knocks us straight on our ass. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm Dang. not kidding. It could have been a, a 30, 40 mile an hour gust of wind, which not in Texas, not at that time, of the, not t- that time of the year. And so, I mean, we're both like, I finally get the door kicked shut. I'm like, what the hell just happened? This- so, our hysterical asses like- were like, what the hell are we going to do now? We're like, oh shit. So, we're, our idea is we're going to open up this freaking door. We're going to take the hell off. We're going to hop in my car and we're going to town because we're not staying here tonight now. Yeah. No right? way. No way I was staying in that house. <laughs> so we, we, we basically, we're, we're lined up on the door again. We have the same weapons. Don't know why we, why, why we didn't choose anything better. We were freaking out. <laughs> and uh, so we get on the door again and we, we open it and we just take off sprinting out to the car. Right. Didn't even, didn't even close the door. Just took no. off. Boom. So we didn't close the door. We get into the car and I get, and we, I'm in the front seat and I'm like, I start turn on the car. I see the lights, uh, lights come on. I look at my front door. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't close my front door. My mom's going to be pissed. 
right? And out of, of nowhere, it, it just it just slammed shut right in front of us. And we're like, well, screw that. We're freaking out. <laughs> and so we start driving to town and this craziness doesn't end there yet. So we go uh, the back road, right? Greg? Yeah. So there's there's two ways you can get to Mineral Wells from Quentin's house. Now, mind you, like I said, we're like 20 minutes out in the middle of nowhere to get to Quentin's house. You turn down a farm road and then, then that's another 10 minute drive down a farm road to Quentin's house. I'm saying like BFE nowhere. So there's two routes to go. There's a back route, which is kind of windy and cuts through some uh, ranches that are back there. Or you can take the route up to the highway, which takes you on the big loop. So it takes a little bit longer to get to town that way. Well, to be honest, too, well, I don't know why we did, took that way, because that way is spooky. It is, it is spookier. <laughs> it is spookier, but it is quicker. It is quicker. Yeah, it that's is for quicker sure. to get to town. So we hit that back route and I don't know, we're doing 25 around corners we're, we're hitting the straights at like 90 miles an hour blowing we are gone and then literally all of a sudden this giant light i'm talking dude huge i mean huge it looked like the sun was like literally right in front of us blows right in front of the windshield of the car at like mach 2 <laughs> yeah. dude, it was the fastest thing i've ever seen in my life i mean and quentin slams on the brakes we are what the like hell has just happened to us go back into it again we finally get to fuzzy's uh taco shop which is a texas thing um, the only the only thing open <laughs> yeah literally the only thing open we get to fuzzy's taco shop we're like all right we're chilling here until we can figure out what the hell we're doing tonight because the plan was to get drunk the plan was to have a good time <laughs> no, no, the beer was left at the house you know we, we can't get any you more. left the beer we left the now. beer man amateur gone back the thing exactly. is the thing the is you, respected you, you couldn't you couldn't have paid me to go back to that house that night no dude and the thing is Did like you ever i go tell back to the house again oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course i okay. had to spend the last two years of high school three years of high school there no <laughs> I, I was talking to graham oh, oh yeah yeah, graham yeah. i lived i lived at quentin's house not literally lived there, but like he was there all the time. Literally, yeah. Basically I'm enough. Hanging out pretty much every day. He had a hot Not, tub, a pool. His parents didn't care if we drank. His parents didn't care if we did. We'd have, we'd have <laughs> our friends over. Yeah, yeah other, other than the ghost. Girls, full time. You know, maybe one or two. <laughs> we don't kiss or tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Quentin only had one or two I'm, girls. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a modest feller. But, Hey, Marty <laughs> Simpson over here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, it was uh, one of the most terrifying things ever. And I always tell this people tell the story to people, and I'm like, this made me 100% believe in ghosts, man. And I'm like, they're like, oh, you were high. And I was like, I wasn't high. Nope. I wish I was high. I, yeah. I wish that was a high experience. It would it would have explained everything. But no, <laughs> unfortunately, I was sober. Yeah, I'm very unfortunately, I was sober and had to experience that. Now we, dude, like I'm telling you, literally shaking. Like I get chills in my like in my body just thinking about this story. So it's yeah, it was wow. an experience. It was definitely an experience. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did y'all end up staying at a hotel or did you go back to the house? We ended up going back to else? to my parents' house that that night and just hanging out playing video games. No, no other altercations. Nope. The not night was that quiet. Night I mean, not that okay. night. Now, Quentin's house, there was always something weird always going on at Quentin's house. Uh, when your parents got home, did they did they say anything? 
No, they didn't say nothing. They, well, they didn't get home until like two, three in the morning. They were at the casino that night. Yeah, they were gambling. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they drove up. They could care less. They, they drove up yeah. to Oklahoma. They drove up to Oklahoma to go gambling. So we were just hanging out. They were gone all night. And that uh-huh. and that that happened probably at like eight o'clock at night. It was just getting dark. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah like, not even like typical ghost story time. Like, yeah, it wasn't it was, like midnight yeah. or anything like that. It was like the sun, like you could still see light daylight outside, but it was getting there. So yeah, was, these know, ghosts getting bold out here. Yeah, they got very very bold. So yeah, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, Graham and I got thrown into a wall by a ghost. Yep. Wow, and you saw possibly a UFO. I don't know what the light <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Either. We don't know either. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, we don't know. Like, did did I, the ghosts don't... team up with the aliens? I, like, what the hell? I guess. I, did y'all I, ever Google I explain, it to see? I explain what I see, and that's all I can say. I can't call it a UFO. I don't know what it was, but man, let me tell you, that was some scary shit. <laughs> yes, <I bet. laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, so. Yeah, there you have it. <laughs> wow, another wild Q story. This one a little bit spookier. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna sleep one? very well after this one. <laughs> Dude, it, it's raining at my house right now. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, I sleep yeah. at all. Yep. I, I'm gonna turn it on. I'm gonna turn on Criminal Minds after this. And oh, perfect show to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, get some serial killer stuff going on. Uh huh. There you go. Put yeah. on the strangers while you're at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> where, where should I go with Big Bang Theory, Tyler? Uh, anything else. Literally anything else. Worst Friends. possible show of all time. It no, is the worst show sorry, of all time. I take that back. Anything else besides those two? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Oh, jeez. So you, you just write down a list of laugh tracks and fake laughing. Interesting. Yes. Everybody loves And maybe you should watch some Amy Schumer stand up to get some more fake laughing. <laughs> No. Oh, Jesus. Oh, low blow. Yeah. That was a good yeah, one. That's... That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Amy yeah. Schumer. Any of her movies or stand up or, uh, nah, or talking? Nah. I, I think I'll go with Everybody Loves Raymond. That's that's a good hey, movie. You don't want to watch her in Trainwreck with LeBron James? <laughs> Listening to. Uh, I know. Shoot, if you want to get as terrified as my story, go, go ahead and watch Trainwreck. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> shots fired shots fired <laughs> all right well, guys well we got a we got a key story in there yeah graham and thank you for hanging on through our shit oh yeah it was funny <laughs> i had a good time i can't wait for this episode to come out yeah thank you for joining us graham yeah appreciate you thanks guys have appreciate you i appreciate you <laughs> you too <laughs> take care y'all have a good one stay frosty love you graham love you too guys bye now we're going to kick it over to college football. Tyler, what's going on today? Yes, sir. Before we get to uh, college football, WAP pickums, we'll get to that in a second. Um, briefly, we'll just go through the opt-outs. There's been a lot this week. Um, UCF had 10 players opting out of the season, including two starters. UCF went from national champs a couple years ago to now just like a depleted roster. It's a damn shame. Uh, they're so still better voting. than A&M. Still better than AM. Um, <laughs> they're still voted as the number one team in their conference, but that was before these 10 players opted out. So we'll we'll see if they actually live up to that. Uh, the other school, another team in the South has some opt-outs. LSU lost uh, Jamar Chase, great receiver on that national championship team. 
that's just another player that they've lost. Uh, they also lost Tyler Shelvin, their D lineman, earlier this week. At this point, LSU has lost probably most of their starters at this point. All but like, I think it was like two, I think. Two or three at this point yeah. from last year's team. So they're definitely going to be not rebuilding this year. They'll still bounce back, but they won't be as good as they were last year. They'll probably be a middle of the pack SEC team. I would think like a a bowl game, maybe probably seven, eight wins. I would say probably like nine or ten. They're just they're not going to win the SEC this year. I'm going with four. Ooh, that- interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Okay, let, let's very set, bold statement. Let's set the over under at five and a half, Tyler, and uh, Quentin's gonna have to do the WAP. Okay, sounds <laughs> good. WAP. I don't want to do the WAP on that one. No. Spe- <laughs> speaking speaking of WAP, let, let's explain WAP real quick. Um, it's not Cardi B. It's not WAP. It's WAP. It's a uh, Wheel of Punishments. So every time we decide we want to do Wheel of Punishments for some activity, some betting some event whatever it is we'll set a WAP on it we'll call it the WAP event or whatever and that means whoever loses is going to have to spin the wheel of punishment and those punishments are going to get suggested by y'all the fans and also the winners as well so it's a little fun game we want to play so we're going to be doing it with college football we're going to be doing the whole season we're going to have different games every week that we're going to pick and then the loser is going to have to spin the wheel of punishment. He's going to have to do some WAP. And suffer. And suffer. Oh, and he's going to suffer. <laughs> and it ain't going to be me. Well, I'm just saying. I, I already know I'm going to be the Joe of this. Ty- Tyler's probably going to be the Sal. Is Q the Q? Uh, clearly. Except you're going to lose <laughs> more than Q does. That's true. I, I don't know. He just said LSU is going to win only five games. So I, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very good with his picks. No, no. If, for, if, I'm, if I'm not lying, I wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You not paying attention? Shocker. It's surprising, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, people's mothers listen to this, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> I wonder who those people are. I'd like to meet those people. But anyways, <laughs> uh, we got four games this week. We're going to be picking, uh, it's kind of the first week of college football. Last week we had Central Arkansas against Austin P, which if anyone watched that, absolute garbage game. Terrible. <laughs> Props to Terrible. you for watching that. Terrible. I, I had it on, but I was watching MMA and I was also watching uh, the Lakers game, mostly for the memes. How there many was really screens no... do you have? So <laughs> I was flipping between the two games on TV and I had MMA on my laptop multitasking baby got it <laughs> I, I wish you could see the disappointment in my face right now oh i bet it's, well that's coming from you bud what do you watch like three different disney movies at once no, no, no sir sir yeah you sir you freaking I, i've been watching cobra kai which is awesome i highly recommend watching that it's probably not as good as ted lasso i highly recommend that but anyways let, let's get into some college football picks we have four games this week it, three of them are with six Texas schools and none of the good ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, no, talk S- about, come on now. SMU, and, I was well, SMU is no scrub, but uh, you touch number one. We're not, we're not talking about Texas. We're not talking about uh, TCU, Texas tag Baylor. We're not talking about Houston. I hate to say it. Houston. Uh, Rice. And I, no, Rice. no. Te- uh, 
UT, uh, UTSA. Not talking UTSA. about. Uh, Are we forgetting someone? No, I think no, we did. I but, don't think so. Pa- Tarleton State's we're, D1 now, right? <laughs> they're, uh, they're not Tarleton State, uh, Abilene Christian. <laughs> let's, yeah. just name, let's just name all those good Texas schools. <laughs> I, I don't think we're forgetting anyone. McMurray. Uh, <laughs> uh, Texas Southern. All right. Lamar. Okay, we're done with this. <laughs> A- anyways, we're, we're not talking about the big FBS schools that are either competing at the top of their conferences or at least bowl eligible. We're not talking about them except for SMU. So we got four games. SMU, Texas State, Houston Baptist, go HBU against uh, North Texas. We got, we got SFA against UTEP. And then a little fun one uh, on Monday, we got BYU against Navy Midshipmen. So that would be our... F- what the fuck was that? I, I lost power in my uh, Google Home. Just just came back on. <laughs> it gave some dramatic music to the uh, <laughs> to the Navy game. Keep going. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. So so right now in uh, DFW, we're having some storms. So my power just flickered. Don't don't even off. try to save this. Don't even try to save. No, it. no. I'll just start it. again. I'll just start again. Okay, the the four games this week, we got SMU at Texas State, HBU at North Texas, SFA at UTEP. Those are the three Texas, big Texas games. Well, medium-sized Texas games. I think that's the right word. It's more of a medium, like a small medium. Yeah, it's a medium, you know. And then uh, last one, a little fun one, we got BYU and Navy. Interesting matchup there. Now, those aren't Texas schools. Those well, are not Texas schools. Yeah, we we <laughs> decided to go with probably the best matchup out of the non-Texas schools, just to, since there's only three Texas games happening. Yeah, well, every week we're going to be doing mostly Texas schools, but we'll do like game a few games of the week. Like if Auburn's playing Alabama, you know, our, Auburn's going to win that game. Auburn's uh, going to win the yeah. football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Chris or, uh, or any games where we're just like, hey, this is a fun one. Let's throw that on there. I'm taking Appalachian State over the field. Yes. <laughs> Especially Michigan. So yes. let, let's start first with SMU at Texas State. SMU is a 22-point favorite, and the over-under is 70 points. Um, SMU has never lost to Texas State. Uh, they're 2-0 and in the two matchups, including the one last year where they won 47-17. to um, SMU is... Hmm. Yes, yeah, such a close yeah. game. SMU is coming off a ten and three season, and I think Texas State was three and nine last year, to my knowledge. Hey, but they have heart. Texas State has been struggling the last couple of years, and they're trying to right the ship. And SMU is looking to becoming a one of those big at large schools that will eventually make into the playoffs. SMU huh. is led by Shane Bouchel, Bouch. Uh, Steve Michelle's son. Yes, uh, from Texas. He used to be the starter at Texas before Sam Ellinger, the GOAT, took his job, unfortunately. But we still love him. We still love Shane Bouchelle. Um, He's killing at SMU in his like 10th year. I don't even know what his eligibility is at this point. Unclear. Unclear. Last year, he had 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. Um, He is... 
really the guy you're going to be looking at this game. There's a lot of other good players on SMU. Um, there aren't too many key players on Texas State. Uh, they'll be replacing a lot of guys from last year, so they're a little bit depleted. But really the keys to victory today are all going to center around Shane Bouchelle and how well he does. This is more than likely going to be a pretty easy game for SMU. Um, I think the three of us are basically on the same page, but I think we'll start with Q. Q, who do you got in this game? Uh, you know, Tyler, I thought long and hard. Did you now? No, said. I'm going to pick SMU. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, who you got? Ooh, this is a tough one. I, I think I'm going to go with those uh, Methodists out in Dallas. You going with the Methodists? Yeah, you going with SMU. I, I thought he said he's gonna. They're gonna make a mess of this. Oh, they are uh, gonna make yeah, a mess of this. Make a mess of Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> the ponies are gonna be stomping all over whatever the hell Texas State's uh, mascot is. I don't know. Uh, Bob Bobcats. Oh wow! What is a Bobcat? Uh, it's a cat whose name is Bob. Yes. Ah. He, he might be related to Bob the Builder. We don't know. Sure well, he, well, you were talking about them trying to fix their program. Bob the Builder can fix it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I guess he's the only one. Hopefully, uh, the only I don't know. one can fix it. I don't know. They may be pretty <laughs> helpless. I don't I don't know if Bob the Builder could win A&M a championship. Well, A&M can't win the championship Shot, with anyone coaching. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Graham started talking the crap, so... <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. They got God back there coaching the team. Yeah. They are winning an SEC championship. Well, I think they do. I think they believe they have God in Jimbo, but you know, yeah, and they believe they had God in uh, freaking uh, Johnny Manziel at QB, but yeah. clearly he was not behaving like a god. No, they just, off the field. They just wasted Manziel. Oh, of course, just like everything. That's yeah. that's the A and M way. They gotta waste everything. <laughs> Anyways, rounding it out. Um, no surprise, I got SMU. I, I think SMU should cover the spread and then some. I think they should. I, I expect this game to win by between 25 to 30. I think that's my guess. But anyways. Well, what was the uh, spread? 22. Oh, yeah, I'd take the over. Uh, over, over on I have to take SMU on it. Uh, what about the over-under? 70 points. I, I would take the under on that. I, I'll go the over. You'll go over? Yeah. Q? What are you thinking? I'm going over. You're going over? All right. Okay. Uh, let's just do the uh, WAP on uh, game Yeah, result. we're just doing picks. Yeah. We're just doing picks. That'd be too difficult. You know, uh, me and my buddy for the MMA picks, we're starting to do that. We, uh, we're doing rounds. We're doing way that they win. It's kind of complicated, but that sport, it's easier to guess. Football, it's more up in the air. So yeah. we'll just stick yeah. to picks for our WAPs. Um, next game. Pride of Cody Smith and me, uh, HBU against North Texas. Where Quinn went. <laughs> Where Quinn went. Yeah. So, um, uh, go mean green. Uh, wait, go mean green. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Cody, JK. you worked two years for HBU. Do you have no respect? Come I, I said JK. Let's, uh, let's start with UNT's breakdown. Uh, they're going to be replacing Mason Fine, who is a pretty the solid goat. He was a fine quarterback. He was a fine quarterback for UNT. Fine they have man. they have not named the starter yet, but I think if I was the coach, I'd be starting Austin Ani. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's the 27 year old veteran QB. Um, 
he started as a Yankees minor league pitcher, I'm pretty sure, and then he returned to play at Arkansas and then transferred to UNT. He's going to be someone who's going to probably lead the team through this kind of crazy year. I would personally pick him as a starter. Um, we don't have statistics on him yet because this would be his first season season for UNT. Um, they're a pretty balanced team. Trey Sigurds last year had 850 yards rushing. Um, the, to my knowledge, their offense is very multiple in a lot of the packages they use. They'll be mixing up with different short, long, uh, different types of runs as well. They're going to be doing everything to kind of mix it up and stay fresh in their game plan. Um, offensively for HBU, I think all eyes are going to be on, of course, Bailey Zappi, one of the leading passers in the FCS level. He comes in with 3,800 passing yards, 35 touchdowns. It's his senior year. He's got really three games left, and he's trying to put a stamp on it so he can kind of get some looks in the NFL. And two stud receivers. Oh, two stud receivers. You know, Bailey is a fantastic quarterback, and he definitely deserves the credit he gets, but Ben Ratzlaff and Jared Stearns do not get the credit they deserve at all. Oh, it's, yeah. They're it's fantastic like, quarterback or uh, receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Both of them are just like, both these guys though, are going to put up a lot of volume of catches each game. I think remember last year they had a game where both had like 13 catches in the game, which is ridiculous. That, probably that South Dakota game. I think it was that South Dakota game, which was a really huge game for HBU. Nobody. Yeah. Um, saw the highlights for that, but that was kind of like a breakout game for them. Huge yeah. upset by them. It's on YouTube. If y'all want to watch, uh, it was, it was a really good game. It, it was went a really good final, game. Final yeah. minutes. They had an insane two point conversion. I think they're tied in through a, a game winning touchdown or the game winning uh, two point conversion. Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> that was a uh, Coleman Robinson, right? The yeah. Shout out yeah. Coleman. Shout out Coleman. One of our fans. Uh, <laughs> um, HBU is a program that not too many people know outside of Texas and even in Texas. Um, they're still a relatively new or in program. Houston. Or really in Houston, but they're really starting to kind of get the ball rolling. The, you know, I think they're, it's their eighth year, and what they've done in eight years is really impressive to be at a point where they can really start competing at the FCS level to have all these studs on offense and the studs on defense. They're Defensively, they're much improved from last year. They're returning most of their starters from last year. Um, they did lose their sack leader, Andre Walker, last year, who had 15 they were, sacks. They were ravaged by injuries last year. They're returning their core linebacker group, including their leader, Caleb Johnson and uh, Brennan Young. And then also, they got a lot of these young guys coming in there. They're, they're developing. They're really good players. Trough Llewellyn, who had 101 <laughs> tackles last year as a freshman safety. How impressive is that? That's he, a lot of tackles. Um, another. All right, all right. Let's let's jump to our picks, Tyler. Hold, hold on, yeah. real quick. <laughs> I think I've yeah. <laughs> I think I've given enough love to HBU, but must improve. Yeah. Um, UNT's defense is also very solid. Uh, they're returning a lot of their starters from last year too. Um. <laughs> Real quick, key players, Bailey Zappi um, and Caleb Johnson for HBU. And then whoever starts for QB for UNT, he'll be a key player. And then uh, Trey Siggers, um, he will need to have a good day running the ball to keep that team balanced. I think I think that's enough breaking down that game. <laughs> <laughs> right, who, who y'all got, got picks? Um, me first? Yep. Well, uh, 
Sorry, Tyler, with all your uh, HBU love there. I had to, you know. It's not like he works for the team or anything. Yeah, right. I'm going to pick uh, UNT. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I was going to say UNT too, but I they don't know who their quarterback is going to be, and I think two quarterbacks is no quarterback. Uh, nah, just FBS over FCS. UNT is still a good team. I'll, I'm going to go UNT, uh, but I think H, uh, HBU wins the spread. Yeah, there's no spread or uh, over under for this for some reason. Um, well, uh, whatever the spread is, I'm <laughs> giving it to HBU. <laughs> yeah, I got HBU, of course. I, I obviously just gave them a lot of love, but um, it's going to be closer than the two or three experts that are following this game think it's definitely going to be closer. Oh, it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. And it's probably, I, th- I would say it's probably within 10 points. I'd say you know, for a while score. there, I thought that yeah. uh, UNT was building up their program pretty well. You know, after they had that one really, really good year and Mason fine really stepped on the map and you know, I thought they were about to, about to take some big, big steps. And then they just went back to the same, same mediocre program. They were. Yeah, and I think this year they're going to try to turn around again, but it's, it's hard nah, when you transition yeah. from QBs. I, I don't yeah, think exactly. UNT will probably be like a middle-of-the-line bull team, I think. We'll, we'll keep an eye on them, obviously, week to week, see how they're doing. Um, maybe they'll turn things around. Maybe this, whoever that's starting QB. By the way, we're, we're keeping score of all these, all these wins and losses, too. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I'm sorry to my HBU friends for picking UNT. <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. Worked for them for two years. Come on now. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't want to spin that wheel, bud. But, <laughs> hey, but hey, I'm gonna take your scholarship for that pick. <laughs> but uh, the moving on to another Southland team, SFA is gonna be playing uh who HBU played last year, uh UTEP. This Can we is, talk about them for 20 minutes? No, we're going to talk about them for about two minutes. That's why I spent a lot of time, because I, I feel like most people are going to watch the UNT game over SFA and UTEP. But <laughs> this game is, honestly, is not very exciting. SFA came in from a 3-9 and nine record last year. UTEP Lumberjacks is, are always exciting, okay? No. Uh, <laughs> Lumberjack! Tyler is so confused. Y'all have seen Step Brothers, you'll understand. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. UTEP, two and 34 in the last three seasons. We got two teams at the bottom of their conferences. It's going to be sloppy. It's not going to be a good game, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Do you know who the quarterback is for SFA? Uh, Trey Self, he's returning okay. from last year. He he is a solid QB, but um, they lost a few guys, a uh, few graduating seniors. Their defense is inconsistent. Their offense is inconsistent. Um, their offense is very streaky at times. They're making a lot of explosive plays. At times, they're having trouble scoring. It's just kind of what they are. Um, really, besides that, UTEP wise. They're going to be a little bit bigger than SFA, have a little bit more bodies. That's definitely going to be an X factor for this game. Um, but it, it's going to be pretty close. There's really two teams. They're just they're trying to figure it out, and they're trying to rebuild, and it's just they're not there yet. 
Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's jump into picks real quick. We'll get this one out of the way. Who y'all got? I got the UTIP. Miners. The, the Miners. In you honor the- of Don Haskins. No, I, I have SFA. UTEP, I, UTEP I, is not very good. I also have SFA. I think if UTEP was an FCS, I think we FCS team. Yeah. UTEP. Which is saying something. Yeah. See, I'm a bold man. You know, I make bold decisions, Tyler. You're a man. I, You're I, bold? I, I am both of these things. <laughs> and both of those things are going to cause you to lose and spin the wheel at some point. I just so. need to make the same picks as Quentin. Yeah, just do that. And I'll win, and then y'all will be stuck for last. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> last last game, we'll just say these picks real quick because I don't think any of us know anything about Navy or BYU. Uh, neither of us, none of us are Mormon, and none of us <laughs> served in the Navy. What? The Navy? Well, not the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who y'all got? What, what's BYU's nickname according to Jonathan? The fighting Mormons? Yeah, there we go. The fighting Mormons. <laughs> Wait, what is their actual name? Mountain lions or something? <laughs> the cougars. Like cougars? Yeah, yeah you're thinking Karen of the cougars from Talladega Nights. Hmm? You're thinking of Penn State. Yeah. With the lions. Oh, the yeah. Nittany yeah. lions. The Nittany yeah. lions, whatever that means. Uh, before we pick real quick, sorry. The line is even and over under 52.5. Oh, so it's y'all even pick- now? Yeah, so if y'all could give me your picks and then also say over under. What you think? Uh, I got maybe. And over under? Uh, 52 and a half? Under. Yeah. Cody? Uh, I'm going to take BYU with the under. Okay, and I'm going with Navy. I'm also going with the under. I think anytime you're playing a triple option team, you always got to take the under. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. But that does it for our Watt picks, and that is the end of college football for this week. We will definitely be talking more next week when we get some real teams playing. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving on to NFL real quick. We had some injuries this week in the NFL. Jalen Rager, former TCU player, one of Cody's beloved No, 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 no. I I will roast Jalen Rager. His hands are horrible. Okay, shoot. Yeah. I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I didn't like Rager going into the I loved him going to the Eagles. Well, the you Cowboys probably fan, loved him getting... Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no, as a Cowboys fan, I just love that we ended up with CeeDee Lamb and they ended up with Rager. Yeah. Yeah, one is clearly better than the other. And one team is not going to be having a receiver for a while. Jalen Rager's out for four weeks with a shoulder injury. Uh, the big one though was Charger safety Derwin James tore his meniscus out Another six injury. out six to eight months. Oh, and also Carson Wentz is hurt again. Shocker. And Tyrell Williams. <laughs> and Tyrell Williams. But it, it just goes to what we've been talking about for weeks: injuries, injuries, injuries. Because of this pandemic, a lot of these I think they're calling soft tissue injuries, where guys have just they're not their bodies are not used to this training because they've had kind of this time to kind of sit out and they weren't trained consistently like they have for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So their bodies have just been more likely to get hurt from like non-contact injuries and other things like that because their bodies are just not fully prepared. Which sucks. It really does. Yeah. Um other news, noble news this week's 
we just found out within a couple hours before we record the show that uh, there's rumors of Alvin Kamara possibly being traded. Cody, do you kind of want to explain what's going on with that? Yeah, so Alvin Kamara, uh, I'm kind of an expert on this now since I own him in one of my fantasy football money leagues. Uh, <laughs> so earlier uh, Monday morning, or not Monday, uh, Tuesday morning, Kamara, or someone sent out a tweet, I forgot who it was, but it was a pretty credible uh, NFL person saying that uh, he requested a trade or the Saints were looking to trade him. Uh, but then later tonight, I think it was Rappaport, uh, came out and tweeted that uh, Kamara and the uh, his agent both said that uh, they never requested a trade, but the Saints are still kind of looking to move him because he's missed the last few days of practice. The, the way I've been looking at this, I keep looking at all these kind of rumors and transactions and stuff like that. I'm looking at like it's kind of chess and they're planning things a few steps ahead. Yeah. Maybe they're, they're not trying to trade Alvin Kamara, but at least they're laying the groundwork for try, trying to kind of soften that blow if they do. That's why they're kind of maybe they leak this. They may potentially trade him or not just in case like they can't figure out the contract and it's just it becomes an issue. You know, it's just it's just another running back trying to get paid, man. And uh, I mean, we've seen it a few times now. This this basically same type of scenario come up with. I, I don't know. I from what I've seen on the reports, the uh, the Saints are willing to pay him too. Just as they also as they are willing to trade him, they just don't want to pay him Christian, Christian McCaffrey money, and I, that's completely understandable, especially with with how running backs are these days. And I mean, if, it depends on your opinion on them, on how these how the stats work on that, and how the metrics work. In my opinion: you can running backs are the most easily replaceable position in football, especially in NFL. But and they don't last very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kamara is a very, very good one. So you know you could debate both ways on it. But I, I don't know. I if I was in the Saints' position, I'm not really sure what I would do with 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 him right now. I mean, I think he stays. I don't think he goes anywhere. Yeah, I I think this is just a bunch of hoopla, 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 (laughs) hoopla. And I, I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. So I think he's probably going to stay with the Saints. But we've been seeing this kind of, as of late, the running back position has kind of been questioned the last few years, just kind of like how exactly are we going to, are we going to go running back by committee? Are we going to try to have a star running back? Like the era of offenses is kind of changing to where we're throwing a lot more. There's a lot more plays uh, per game. And that means that the running back position has to shift a little bit too. And then you throw in there the fact that it's just like they don't last very long and they're easily replaceable. So there's a lot of like these running backs where teams are kind of just wondering, it's like, should we keep them much longer or should we just move on and maybe build a running back by committee or maybe get a young guy in there and start preparing him? Who knows? Yeah. But, but we saw this situation with the Jaguars this week. Um, with Leonard Fournette, who was an absolute beast in college, and then he just kind of hasn't lived up to it in the NFL. He's still their starter. He's still giving them some pretty solid production, but they try to trade him. Nobody wanted him, and this <laughs> nobody weekend, wanted him at all. They, yeah, they, they couldn't get a six for him. Yeah, yeah. And nobody right. claimed him on waivers. Yeah, so he got dropped. Didn't get claimed on waivers. It's it's kind of shitty. It really is. You know, he 
he had uh he was again like i said he was productive for the jaguars um but now that they've released him and found that he had no value and couldn't trade him either that just depletes his value even more we'll see if anyone picks him up i don't know i, I kind of hear that bill belichick noise off in the distance <laughs> maybe he'll do that <laughs> um, into Garrett Blunt. hey man they need someone for right now i don't think they have really a running back that they go to they're yeah, always a running yeah. back by committee and i think maybe leonard fournette could fit into that role there i think too. he'd be better than that i think so yeah. too and I, I think cam would like that but there's probably other teams too who knows redskins redskins or, sorry football team yeah, there you go. <laughs> was the but, second week in a row? Golly, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Washington football team, get it right. Get through your head. Oh, my hey, gosh. You said it too. So. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> but, all right, all right. Yeah. In my future career. <laughs> I mean, God, the Jagu- Jaguars, man. Oh, goodness. They they drafted him over over freaking uh, – over what was it? Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. Too, and Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. The, because the they had Blake Bortles. And they turned their backs on Blake Bortles. They did that too. The the Jaguars have come a long way from where they used to be. They used to be a playoff team. And it's just sad. It it just it makes me so mad. So mad that I think it's time for rant time. I think it is. Go into it. <laughs> Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, what are we doing with the Jaguars? Like, yo, I get that you guys get rid of Fournette, but you trade away Ngoku, who was a great D lineman for y'all. And then it's just like, for years now, you've just been taking away any player that was good on your team. You trade them away, you release them, you get rid of any veterans. And then there's constantly just rumors going around that y'all are tanking. Every single year, you're tanking, you're tanking, you're tanking. They're going for Lawrence. Yeah, they're tanking (laughs) for Lawrence. And it's just like, what does this do for the young guys you have in your program? Like Gardner Minshew, who's been busting his butt and outplaying what everyone expected him to be. I hope hope the mustache just takes him to the playoffs this year and just ruins it all for him. Let's oh, no, the front office is making sure that shit does not happen. Which, <laughs> how do you feel as Gardner Minshew when I, I think he was tw- he threw 26 touchdowns last year and like six interceptions was really solid in a messy situation last year. And they're already talking about, oh, we want to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Y'all are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So let me get this straight. He's had he had one good year on one of the greatest teams of all time in college football. He had just an okay sophomore year. And then y'all want to tank for him after the pandemic year. Yeah. After, like, w- why would you want to do that? Because Jaguars. Because w- Jaguars. And it's like, come on, guys. Can we make some smart decisions? It's like, y'all are looking like the Knicks. Y'all are looking like the Jets. You're looking like the Browns. Like, the Kings. It's like the Kings. Every decision you make is like, hey, how can we ruin the program even more? Oh, I have an idea. Let's get rid of this player. Oh, Let, let's, let's just... take Fournette over Pat Mahomes. Just like the Kings <laughs> take uh, Bagley over Luca. What they need to do is the whole front office needs to just freaking go. All of them, yeah. every single one of them. I, I don't know who, what their names are. I could, I could care. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom Coughlin. 
Oh, not only that, there were some players. There were some players that were uh, that the Jaguars weren't actually giving them their paychecks or something like that. Oh, well, really, that, I didn't yeah, hear about that, but uh, now I'm getting I, even I, more I, mad. I don't want to speak more on it because I don't exactly remember the whole story. But it was uh, they they screw over their players too, so it's not a not a good organization from the top down. Yeah, and like, how do you expect to win? It doesn't matter if you bring in a Trevor Lawrence. First of all, you should be putting all your chips on one player. Especially freaking Fabio, like female Fabio over there, whatever you want to call him. The, the, the dude who's literally has a chick on TikTok like once a week who looks like him. Like, why would you want to put your chips on this guy who, why don't get me wrong, is a TikTok? It's on Twitter. I don't watch TikTok. Right. <laughs> I, I really did think that was Trevor Lawrence. It, it did. Did it not? <laughs> I, I thought it they was. were like twins. It's amazing. Um, but why do you want to put your chips on? A QB, Trevor Lawrence, and a QB is not going to do everything for your team when you're taking away everyone else on the team. Like, it, it's that simple. How, how good is Trevor Lawrence going to do when he has no receivers? So y'all got rid of Allen Robinson a couple years ago. You got no running back now. Well, you probably have now, no line. They have a decent receiving core. Decent. DJ Chark, uh, they drafted Shannon, or Shannon, what, whatever, the guy from Colorado uh, who's really good. And uh, but how uh, long? How D. long? D.D. Westbrook, yes. But how long until those guys are gone? Well, Chark was a great standout rookie last year. He was, but you know what that looks like to the Jaguars? Oh, he's a good player. Oh, we can move him for something. Let's move him for a four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw something. It's like they're looking like LSU after all the graduations and COVID. That. Playoff team from a couple years ago is like completely gone at this point. D.D. Westbrook is one of the few players that was on that team. And D.D. didn't really do anything on that team. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like getting rid of everyone's not going to solve the problems. You got to keep some guys. You got to keep some veterans. Like they're getting rid of all the veterans in there. Like, do you want Gardner Minshew with the stash being the only leader in the locker room? Yes. I don't know. I don't know I, about that. <laughs> I want Gardner Minshew as my leader. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. I bet you do, Q. <laughs> I just want to party with him. He seems like a fun guy. Let's get mm-hmm. Mike Leach as the leader of this show. By the yeah, way, he uh, threw well, 21 touchdowns last year. He only had six interceptions. I was yeah. right about that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Close enough. <laughs> But Jaguars, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? They don't know. Y'all are just going to be the new Browns. That's all you're going to be year after year. Tanking. Oh, we're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, we're tanking for whoever the next guy is. The football team's trying to beat the Browns. They're drafting all the defensive linemen so they don't have a offense. So Shoot. Yeah, they'll they'll only allow 10 points, but they're only going to be scoring three. (laughs) It's going to be, and then how are you going to get fans in the state? Well, I, I guess it doesn't matter. They're not going to be getting fans in the same, but maybe they're, maybe they're playing 32 D chess. They're like, Hey, we don't have fans this year. So, Let's just blow it up now before we have fans next year. Hey, if that's the case, you know, I'll apologize to the Jaguars organization, but I doubt it's the case. I really do. A uh, question. Will the Washington football team change their little chant hail to the Redskins to hail to the football team? Hmm, good question. I didn't know they had say, a chant. Will they say hail to the Washington football team? No, hail to the football team. Wow. That's literally like Rob 
low wearing his NFL hat. It's just so generic. Don't don't do not throw Rob Lowe in the same boat as a wa- the Washington football team. Yeah, Rob That's Lowe true. is a saint. Yeah, he is a saint, and the Redskins or sorry, Washington football team are not. <laughs> but I think that wraps up my rants. We got a little bit off tangent, but I hate the Jaguars. I hate that they're tanking. I hate that any team yeah. decides to tank and blow up everything. Like, put some respect on these players' names, these coaches. Like, at the end of the day, these players want to play. They want to win. Why, why would you want to screw them over? Like, this is their livelihood. But front office people, uh, they don't care. Another don't thing care Tyler hates is the lady at Blaze Pizza that uh, messed up making his pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where my rage started from today. Uh, the damn the pizza here. yeah <laughs> start with a pizza and it with the jaguars and that is the end of rant time <laughs> now i think it's time for some nba what do we got all right so we're just going to talk about the playoff teams and how things are going uh so far shockingly the boston celtic well shockingly to tyler the boston celtics have taken a i know you are Two nothing lead <laughs> over Tyler's team, the Toronto Raptors, who he thought were gonna had a good shot at making the finals. Uh, well, they're down two to nothing, sir. You talking about the Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics. The Celtics. They're they're not my team. First of all, they're my team in the East. Let's yeah, that's yeah. specification. But you've talked about I can't them a lot. Stand, yeah, because I thought they were playing really well, but apparently I was wrong. I didn't realize that like. It wasn't the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. It was damn like an army of freaking leprechauns or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> who, who knew that Boston Celtics, a team that's been just kind of hitting and stealing every single year, is the team that's better than Toronto? Who knew? But uh, I, did. I guess you did. I don't think you said that. I did not. But... I, I always said it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. You, you just know everything? Mm-hmm. I have it written in my journal. Okay, sir. So, uh, since you know everything, it means diary. Yeah, my diary. Your diary, where you confess your. It's a little Mickey Mouse diary. I was about to make an Osbaldo joke, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> Osbaldo. Since you're always right, sir, can you predict for me who's going to win the East? Yes. Uh, your mama state. No. Uh, okay. There you heard it. Your mama state. <laughs> they're going to come out of nowhere. Uh, I, I still think the bucks are going to win the East. They're, they're down one, nothing, but uh, they were down one, nothing to the uh, magic as well. But you know, the heat are a different animal than the magic, but yeah, are they just co- Are they just taking first game off? It's like, Hey, we need a rest. Actually, yeah. neither of those are animals. Yep. You honest one to break. They can't do that against the Heat. The Heat are dangerous. Jimmy Buckets is playing angry right now. Yeah, he's, all those all those years of everyone saying he was a toxic teammate. Look at him now, leading the Heat. Him and Goran Dragic and uh, Tyler Hero, my boy. I, I might switch over to the Heat. Ugh, I might. I will. Never, I might do it. Never cheer for the Heat. I will never do that either. Screw Dwayne Wade. Yep. This is the new heat. I don't care about Dwayne Wade. No, they got Tyler. Wade is why Wade is why I will never cheer for the Heat. I don't care who is on that team. I will never cheer for them. Okay. 
Well, I guess you'll cheer for the Bucks. Boring, bland like, Bucks. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then what was I gonna say? So you think the Bucks are gonna win? Uh, what about the West? Ooh, How the do you think West. It's going over there? I still we're think- still we're not done yet when the West, which is weird in the first round. Well, uh, did yeah, tomorrow's the last game. Uh, Clippers and Rockets. The Rockets started out at two nothing, but Rockets and Thunder. Yep. Or, yeah, sorry. I was looking at Clippers in my notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Rockets started up two nothing, but the Thunder have won uh, three of the last four games, and it's all tied up. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you, Cody, about the dynamic between James Harden and Russ. Russ just returned, and there's this great tweet by, um, I forget his name, Matthew on uh, Twitter. I think it's like Carderis or something. He said that the Rockets have not lost the first-round playoff in like four years, and Russ has not uh, gone past the first-round playoff in four years. How great is that? So something's got to give in this game seven. And right now, the way I've been looking at this, I think Russ has been kind of a, he's been hindering that Rockets team. I think Russ is a toxic player. I think so too. I think so too. It's literally like they trade, they trade a toxic player in Chris Paul and people want to admit he's toxic, but the way he plays is toxic. He dominates the ball. Even more toxic player. Uh, Yeah. Exactly. Westford dominates the ball and he's a, He's basically just a guy that goes after stats. Yeah, exactly. And then he's not clutch. We saw that in game six. He freaking airballed a mid-range shot. Yeah. And that was that was a huge play if they would have just even if they got the rebound or anything like that. It's just like and, and then they that, need to convert on that, that kick out turnover. To put the thunder away. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. You, you saw the picture, right? He literally had an open lane for a layup and he popped that out and threw it out of bounds. Yeah, that that's kind of like a play. Uh, LeBron would make sometimes trying to make the pass instead of putting the shot. But LeBron out. makes that pass. Yeah, you're he absolutely right. It. LeBron does make that pass. That's why LeBron's won two LeBron jumps. That's three why LeBron doesn't lose in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if he knows I, he's going to lose in the first round, he takes the year off and goes to the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, for uh, back issues and stuff. Yeah, you know, groin. Uh-huh. What other things? That you can barely kind of see if it's hurt or not. Yeah. It's kind of just, oh, are you hurt? Yeah, I'm hurt. My groin hurts. Yeah. Uh, you want that first first pick? Yeah. And we're going to pick uh, someone like Lonzo Ball. Or Anthony Lonzo Davis. Brick Ball. Or Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the Lakers in a second. Mm-hmm. Just wrapping out Rockets. Um, I, I think it's clear. Russ needs to be moved of it after this year, I think. And they need to get back to just being James Harden's team and they're building pieces around him. Yeah. They need to bring in more defenders and more shooters. I would try to do a trade. Uh, the money probably wouldn't work, but get a guy like uh, Bull Bull that can score inside and outside because they, they need some rebounding length and uh, he'd be a great shooting fit for the team too. Yeah, I, I think they're going to need to re reevaluate their small ball philosophy. Yeah. If they can bring in a seven footer who can shoot threes, I think that stuff kind of fits into their scheme. Maybe but Bertans. More... Yeah, possibly Bertans. I can see that. Uh, Bull Bull, another great player. Uh, 
they could bring in a young guy. I wouldn't mind them trading for like a Michael Porter Jr. or one of those guys is a little bit taller, small forward that yeah. could fit on their team too. And you could have him play power forward or center. You could do that too. There's a lot of different options, but I think Russ needs to go. I yeah. So. Now I have a question. Are yes. there actually any lakes in LA? Weren't they originally like the Minneapolis Lakers? Yeah, I think so. And they okay. just kept the name. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, carry on. Anyways, we weren't talking <laughs> about the Lakers, but let's talk about the Lakers. Thanks, Q, for that transition. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Cody, how do you feel about the Lakers? They finally got past Portland. Oh, finally. And, and <laughs> if I was Charles Barkley, that's how I feel. Yeah, finally got all that. <laughs> they had to overcome that uh, leap, that one nothing deficit, and you know they were going to get swept. But uh... <laughs> hey, if you bet on NBA, just anytime Charles Barkley says anything, do the opposite. <laughs> Great rule of thumb. For real. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Lakers are out uh, of the first round. They're not out of the playoffs. Um. Yeah, I think they just kind of handle business. I feel like we still haven't quite seen how good the Lakers are and if they really are a final team that wins the championship. How do you feel, Cody? I I still think it's going to be Lakers and Clippers uh, the, in the Western Conference Finals. And then, honestly, it could go either way. I have a slight edge to the Clippers because the Clippers will have, should have Pat Beverly back uh, by the Western oh, Conference great. Finals. Pat Beverly, the most hated player in the NBA. Yeah, so he can just annoy the crap out of LeBron. Uh, I don't. I don't think LeBron. I think statistically, I don't think LeBron's had much of a trouble with Pat Beverly because he's just so much undersized. Yeah, but when they, the fact that they don't really have a point guard right now, he could play a big role in guarding Caruso or whoever's playing that point oh, guard yeah, role. He would shut Caruso down. I think. Yeah, Crusoe's a great player, but he's not there yet. To deal Kawhi with would like probably that. guard LeBron. Yeah, of course. Um, the, the question will be, who's guarding Anthony Davis? And that will be the Ooh. problem. Yeah, and, They may put Kawhi on Anthony Davis. They could. He, he could be. And, it may be a thing where they're just constantly switching off because they can do that. Yeah. They can't switch one through five. Um, uh, Zubox moves around well, too, so he could be it. Uh, a good guy to put on Kawhi as well, or not uh, Anthony Davis as well. Yeah, whatever they do, I think it's clear that um, Anthony Davis is kind of an X factor for the Lakers. Um, yeah, he's he's a matchup problem for the Clippers. Um, he's gonna be. I, I think the Lakers are gonna be running a lot of their offense through him. Um, LeBron will be doing his thing, of course, but the other guys will kind of just. Lean on him, um, but I think it's clear, too, they need to have that third score. I think Kuzma needs to step up for them to have a chance past the Clippers. We'll see. Danny Green needs to stop breaking shots and building houses. Uh, who else is breaking shots on that team? There's a lot of guys. Shoot, could run down uh, a list. We know Dwight Howard's going to be breaking free throws. Yep. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them use Dwight Howard a little bit more in this series. I think he's... I, a physical center, Zubak could guard him, of course, but having him constantly coming out and setting screens, um, setting physical se- screens, and then rolling to the basket—that's a problem for Zubak, dragging him all the way out there. 
and he doesn't play uh, or uh, Doc Rivers doesn't play him as much as he should. You're saying Zubak? Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to get more playing time. I think so too. He's he's very uh, underappreciated on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so are the clip which which team is uh, Denver playing? Denver just beats the Jazz. Yeah, a few moments ago. that was and the three versus six, right? So they're going to be playing the Clippers. Lakers okay. will be playing Rockets Thunder winners. All right, I I think the Clippers will take care of the uh, Nuggets pretty easily. I don't think they'll be much of a problem. Yeah, it's just can they shut down uh, Jamal Murray? Um, probably they'll yeah. probably keep him in check. <laughs> you, you could put Pat Beverly if Beverly's back. You could put him on him. Uh, you can do different looks. You could put Kawhi, Paul George, those guys on him. P. Bricks needs to have a good series, but I, I think they should handle business. Yeah. Jazz and Nuggets are just traditionally just a team that gets out of the first round and loses. That's just kind of their role. Yep. <laughs> have a just, horrible game seven, 80 to 78. And, oh, exciting game. So exciting game. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm glad we record this podcast instead of watching that full game. <laughs> For real. Anything else about NBA, Cody? Anything uh, you think is important? I wanted to talk about Porzingis and his injury just a little bit. That turns out he had a torn meniscus, so I kind of feel bad for Cody uh, needs to apologize. Yeah, yeah go ahead apologize. We're yeah, waiting. I would like to apologize to you, Chris Stops. I, I know you adamantly listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so since you're a great listener and I'm apologizing right now, I would just like to request also an autographed basketball from both you and Luca. Uh, so if you could please hit me up, uh, follow me on Twitter at Cody Smith, one nine nine seven. And just let me know and I'll get back with you whenever I'm free. I'll, I'll be that guy that says, all right, sure. Uh, kind of blow you off and then respond eventually. <laughs> You blow off Chris Stops. Yeah, and, and Luca. Oh, no, you would not. Shut the <laughs> hell up. Shut the hell up. Uh, there, there's <laughs> Luca slides in your DMs. You're like, yes, King. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I found his uh, PlayStation Plus account. Of course. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's supposed to be no simp September, but Luca slides into Cody's DMs. It's over. <laughs> Lucas slides into Cody's DMs. There's a lot. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, we, we won't get into anything <laughs> in detail, but uh, Cody loves Luca so much. He would do anything. If Luca was like, hey, I want you to come and just be my intern and just like deliver me food all the time, Cody would <laughs> drop for, everything he's doing. For an hey, I need you to do my absolutely. dry cleaning. You'll get an autograph in like a year when you're done picking up my dry cleaning. Am Cody I getting, like, am I getting paid for doing it? No. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That'd be a tough one because I could probably just use actually working and buy an autograph of his. Yeah, I feel like you'd still do it. There, there's, there's <laughs> just, two to, things. just to there, meet him. There's two things I'm confident. As soon as Disney Parks open, Cody will be there. And he already <laughs> he has because of the yeah. pandemic. And then if Luca asks Cody to do anything, he will do it. Yeah, too, too bad the latter will never happen. Yep, too bad. Hey, <laughs> maybe we'll make it big. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? we'll eventually get Luca on the show. 
Cody's uh <laughs> Cody's interviewing Luke on the sideline. Yeah. We'll we'll be yeah, I'll take a skin skin spot on the Mavs broadcast. Cody will be like one of the silent reporters that gets like flustered because it's like attracted to Luca. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like Brian Windhorse, constantly out of breath, worshiping Luca, following him around to every team. Cody I mean, would be out of breath because he walked down the stairs. <laughs> I, <laughs> I so mean, he's out of breath when he just talks. <laughs> yes. Maybe may you should be like Luca's Windhorse. You just, <laughs> you constantly just go. Yeah, but like even more, like go on ESPN and just whenever Luca has a terrible game, you're just like down on your knees, just saying, Oh, he's the greatest thing ever. Do not disrespect my Luca. I beg you, please, please stop. <laughs> please, sir. <laughs> please, sir. Can I have some Luca compliments, sir? <laughs> uh, talk about Luca. His first playoff series, uh, his stats were pretty impressive. 31 points per game, uh, 50% shooting from the field, 36.4 from three. Uh, Pop skiddly do. Razzmatazz. What? <laughs> that, he's, he's got he's that got... razzmatazz hop skiddly do. Yes, he does. Uh, 9.8 rebounds, 8.7 assists, and he had two triple doubles. Uh, not not a bad first impression for yeah, 21-year-old. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away. Um, a lot better Luke, than me when I was 21. <laughs> well, he's almost <laughs> on my level, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, uh, Luca impressed me by far. Um, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I, I was kind of crapping on him mostly because of all the things you were saying, and also because he's slow and not athletic. But he's proven to me that he's a special player. He, I, I think. This is a bold statement coming from me. I think he's going to win an MVP at some point. Yeah. He's still got a lot of room for growth. Um, Which is crazy for a guy that averaged like 29 points a game. I know. It's crazy. Shoot. If, can you imagine if he had athleticism? Oh, my oh, gosh. It'd be over. Dude, what if Giannis went to the Mavs? <laughs> that would be a great. Honestly, like that'd be a really great team for him. I, Mavericks have always been a great team of bringing in kind of international players and kind of making them gel together, kind of like the Spurs. I, I really hope the, the Dallas Bucks, Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want the Bucks to lose uh, this series to the Heat and Giannis to just get shut down and sick of of the uh, Bucks so he can come to Dallas. I think Giannis is going to be gone after this. He understands that he's in a small market. He wants to make more money. And he, he probably... He, he wants He's never going to win in Milwaukee. Space Jam 3 or something. Oh, he, Luca, and KP are going to do Euro Jam 3. Or Euro, Euro Jam. Jam. Oh, are we having spinoff? Let's have a little spinoff. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, getting back to Luca real quick, um, what do you think he's going to win first? A MVP title or a championship? Uh, that's a good question. I think it'll be an MVP first. Uh, just because right now the Mavs are one piece away from getting a, uh, from being a legit championship contender. They're, they're not going to win anything with Tim Hardaway Jr. as their number three. Uh, so, and unt- <laughs> until they prove number that, three, <laughs> yeah, until they prove that they can. Uh, sign a big name free agent. Well, 
that's not like Monte Ellis, then I'm going to say Luca is going to win an MVP. Hey, Monte and Dallas was pretty damn good. I liked Monte Ellis, but he's probably their best free agent signing. Him or DeAndre Jordan, the second time DeAndre Jordan. True. Yeah, they, they need to bring in other pieces. I think you want to get rid of Kristoff's. I, I prefer if they kept Kristoff's, but they need to bring uh, in other guys. Nah, they, since he had a meniscus tear, I want to keep Kristoff's. I thought it was just like a random knee injury that was keeping him out. I didn't know he tore his meniscus in game one. Yeah, good on you. Good job, Cody. Way yeah. to not jump to conclusions. <laughs> they didn't announce it until after the series or uh, before game six. So you didn't know. Yeah, but sometimes when we know he's had knee injuries before, we probably should just jump and be like, hey, he sucks. His knee keeps swelling. He sucks. Get rid of him. <laughs> hey, Dirk's knee kept swelling. Yeah, but Dirk doesn't need knees. He doesn't need legs. There's a giraffe. <laughs> I want Dirk. Uh, so if the Mavs got Giannis, would Dirk come out and uh, be in a wheelchair and have Luca push him down the court, dribbling the ball and just hand him the ball and let him shoot? Hey, he was still shoot over people somehow. Yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> that'd be great. Um, I, I think. You know, Mavs got great outlook. Rockets need to figure things out. Um, we're going to keep following kind of the NBA playoffs and what's going on with that. Um, is there anything else you all want to talk about before we close the show? Uh, I actually just got a real quick update. Uh, um, he said, after a wild few hours, all is quiet on the Al- Alvin Kamara front. I'm told cooler heads have prevailed and the Saints and Kamara's camp We'll keep working on a deal. He's expected to be at practice tomorrow. Okay, good. And there we go. Awesome. Uh, Now I can breathe for fantasy football. Anyways, that's about it. Yeah, so that wraps up our show today, guys. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Although I will say YouTube, we have short clips that come. and We also have the MMA show whenever we record that. So definitely subscribe to that. Keep on following us. Keep on listening to our show. Um, engage. Go with follow us. Chris. Yes, follow Chris Halleck. Um, he has a lot of great reports on the Rangers baseball team, including one I think we retweeted the other day. Um, and he has a lot of great articles that he writes about them. Um, his, his Twitter is at Chris Halleck, H-A-L-I-C-K-E. Yeah, go follow him. Um, follow us at Texas 3 Step. Make sure you are uh, keeping up to date on when we're posting videos and stuff like that um, because we're expanding as we go. So we'll have new videos every week. Last week, we incorporated rant time and cue stories to YouTube. We cut those out and have them as uh, simple videos because we know y'all kind of have a lot going on. It's hard to listen to an hour and a half of us talking about sports. So sometimes you can just listen to those short videos and get a little taste of what the show's like and then come back to the show when you have time. Um, but yeah, follow us on all those. Subscribe to us. Uh, like our tweets. Retweet our tweets. Love us. Give us attention, please. Please. Just like our sponsor, Texas Sports Live. Please. Give us oh, wait, attention. No, they don't. <laughs> Please give us love and attention, and we'll we return the attention. favor. We demand it, and we will love you back. 
and we will love you back. Maybe. And maybe. But right now, love the strong word. Listen to this whole podcast. We love you. So I'll mention that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and that wraps up everything. Thank you guys for another good show.